0: Hey everybody, this is for Tuesday, March the 17th, 2015, and this is Living It Up While Beginning Again, and mm-hmm. we want to wish you a happy, happy St. St. Patrick's day. day. I was about to say 4th of July, I'm what, way yeah. far into the year, and uh, what a fun day, right, honey? Yeah. It can be taken to the extreme, but... It can be. I'm here with my favorite Irishman, that would be my husband, you, and mm-hmm. whose name could be more Irish than yours, Scott? Patrick Neal.
1: <laughs> That's for sure.
0: You know, Troy's in the room with us, and he was so glad when we got married because he's already Irish. Yeah, he's a
1: Westie, and, yeah. and they they, uh, they come from Ireland.
0: And he got to take on a name Neal, which is very Irish. So he's just so happy oh, about right. that, honey. Y'all right. can tell by our picture here how thrilled he looks <laughs> with his hat on. Yes. But anyway, not to make, uh, we just want to make light of a lot of a subject that we're going to talk about in. That goes hand in hand with St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's known as the day for partying.
1: Oh, the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole weekend. That's yeah.
0: true. And uh, but, but actually, we're here to always help people begin again. Oh, yeah. And the subject that we want to talk about uh, goes right along with this holiday partying, mm-hmm. um, atmosphere, and spirit, which is uh, alcohol. Yeah. And it just so happens, you you unfortunately know a lot about that, but God is in his grace has uh, set you free generationally from that. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about alcoholism today. We're going to hopefully bring um, hope to everybody listening. Everyone, I don't care who you are, has been affected by it in some way or another. You may not be living it with with active alcoholism like I wasn't, but there's relatives, there are friends in your life, Mm -hmm. and we've all been affected by it. And so, we're going to start right there, honey. I want to start with when you were a child growing up Mm -hmm. in an alcoholic home, being from your father's side of the family. Why don't you sort of tell us what that was like?
1: Well, yeah, growing up, um, I I knew my, my father until I was 11 and then I lost my relationship with him until I was uh, 19 Mm -hmm. and got to know him again. But, uh, alcoholism, um, was a, was a main reason why my parents, uh, uh, split up. Mm -hmm. Um, it was been in my dad's um, family for years, all the way back to, I I know my great, great grandfather, Mm -hmm. um, that they were all alcoholics. And, uh, uh, lived in a small town, and uh, first of all, before we go on, though, I want to say that I love my father yes, very much.
0: Yes, your late father. Yeah,
1: my late father, um, and that uh, this is nothing to bash him no. or my family, mm-hmm. but this is just to show you that uh, you can make a choice right. to break away, so yes. I just wanted to make that very clear.
0: And there's uh, hope for every situation and absolutely. every person that's affected by it.
1: And so, you know, my dad, you know, that's what he grew up in, Yep. you know, and so, and that's what he knew, you know, that's what he thought a man does, you know? And, uh, as you hear through this podcast, that's what I thought that a man did myself. And, um, even though I didn't have a relationship with my dad, it still was in my blood and Mm -hmm. in my family tree. So anyway, I, you know, that's what, that's, like I said, you know, I didn't see my dad for eight years and, uh, that had a big, something big to do with it, you know?
0: Sure. And they say, uh, some say that it is the disease of alcoholism. Well, it is a
1: disease. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, you know, and now that I'm older and and, and, and realize that, you know, my dad was, but, um, you know, he had he had, a, he had, a, he had a, just a disease. And so. Uh,
0: Those of you listening, if you can see it that way, that might help. Yeah. It seems and to so, always help. Absolutely. You can well, see someone in their sick condition.
1: Even though I didn't know him for eight years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still loved him. He was still my dad. You mm-hmm. know, I just wish I could have seen him. Uh, but really, you know, in the state he was in at that point, it was probably better that I didn't, Yeah. you know, but anyway, that's, uh, that's how alcoholism affected me as a child.
0: Mm -hmm. And so now you're all grown up Mm -hmm. and, um, here you are, you're out on your own. When did it creep up on you? When did that demon start to uh enter your life? And thankfully, mm-hmm. it was not something that took over your life. What what was all that like? Do you remember the first time? Oh
1: yeah, I I was started drinking when I was 12 years old. Mm. And um, you know, um kind of patterning my patterning pattern after my dad. Mm-hmm. Um and um, started drinking heavily when I was thirteen, fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and it never was an everyday addiction, right. but but I was, it was every weekend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and uh, was doing it, of course, in the secret, and uh, and so you know I, I was rebelling, and and also uh, I had this addictive nature in me, mm-hmm. and I, I still do to some degree, not not to drugs or alcohol, but I still am addictive just to to, to, to to stuff, you know, work is one of them, you know. Uh, but you know, it's, I was just in my, my system and that's when the alcohol started having a hold on me.
0: Well, you were trying to fill a void, right?
1: Yeah, I was. I I didn't have a, I had a huge void of my dad not being in my life and Jesus, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know the Lord. In fact, I didn't want to be around him because I thought it was his fault that my dad left and that why would he allow this Mm -hmm. to happen? Why would
0: you want to serve a father like that? And,
1: um. And, of course, looking back at it now, the only way I made it through that was with Jesus. It's mm-hmm. the only way I made it. I just didn't know Mm-hmm. so
0: and you've told me there are instances when you you can look back and see he was there the whole time. You just didn't oh, know Oh, absolutely
1: it. I'd be yeah i really surprised and blessed that that um that I'm alive
0: yes okay so so fast forward um mm-hmm. I guess the the best way to put this is describe your salvation experience and what that was like, and how that's changed everything for you along this line.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember I had a a friend of mine, um, Todd Hamilton, and uh, shout out to Todd. Um, you know, he asked me to go to church with him for five years, every week, mm-hmm. and every time I had an excuse not to, and, and uh, Mike and Becky Sherhart had been praying for me for 10 years to come to the Lord, I didn't even know it. Um, What what would
0: you have said if you knew that they were? If they had told you that they were praying for you? I would have
1: said, whatever. (laughs) You know, you can pray all you want to, but I ain't coming to him. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: But, you know, I... uh, um, Went to uh, to church with Todd on a Saturday with my two boys uh, to watch t- Team Impact. He knew he'd get me there if yeah. I could watch Weightlifters.
0: Yeah, because you couldn't relate to the Jesus that you No, but I could relate seen. to Weightlifters. Yeah, because before it was uh, him with a halo on his head and yeah. a white robe. And today in our church service, Pastor Robert was describing, her, he was a carpenter. He said Jesus probably had on a tool belt and a t-shirt and some yeah. shorts. Yeah. Could you relate to that more so? Oh, Yeah that's a whole different podcast right there. But. I, could,
1: I could relate to these weightlifters. Yes. Lifters, yes. You know? But when, you know, yeah. one of the weightlifters, in fact, his name was Scott. Um, he got up afterwards and he was speaking um, about Jesus. This guy's a mountain of a man, probably six, seven huge. And uh, he started crying about his salvation experience. Hmm. And I thought, wow, hmm. that's pretty cool. You know, I kind of rolled my eyes at first. I'm like, oh, whatever. But then I started listening to what he had to say, and I went, "Man, that's that's amazing." Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I thought you had to be weak to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just what I thought. And so uh, I thought it was really good, you know. So uh, Todd asked me to go to church the next day, and I, you know, I said, "Okay, I'm here." So, so my sons and I went to church, and then uh, at the end of the service, um, Pastor Graham from Prestonwood Church in Plano, he had given a great speech. Um, a certain, well, I'll say speech. Yeah. You know, I, I consider a sermons a speech, mm-hmm. you know, because you're speaking the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and God really, really worked with Pastor Graham on this. And he started talking about heroes and, and men, you know, what real men are, what it takes to be a real man. And, mm-hmm. and it just really affected me. And I felt, uh, uh, pulling. And, and, uh, before I knew it, I was in the middle of the aisle. And, uh, Todd Hamilton looked at me and he said, What are you doing? I said, I don't know how I got here. I don't remember getting up Mm. and he said, He said, Wow, what are you gonna do? So I'm gonna give my life to Christ.
0: Mm. So
1: I gave my life to Jesus that day and that night I was baptized. Water
0: baptized. Water
1: baptized. And two weeks later I was uh in my bedroom folding clothes and uh Jesus entered the room. He baptized uh, you
0: with the Holy Spirit. He sure did
1: and uh pushed me down on my knees and I cried and asked for his forgiveness. Mm. And he just uh all he would say was how much he loved me. And uh,
0: don't ever lose that, honey. Don't ever lose it. It's beautiful. That void was gone. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But you know, we, uh, you know, I, I tell you, there's a song by Chris Tomlin, Chains Are Gone. It says, My Chains Are Gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior. Has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy rains. Unending love, amazing grace. It's beautiful. That's what I felt that night. Mm-hmm. Unending love, amazing grace. And then I started realizing how He had been with me all my life, and how He had been preparing me for this day, so I could minister to fatherless children, single moms. The second I gave my life to Christ, he took that, he took that away. You know, and in, in second Corinthians 12, nine and 10, it says, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What that basically means, I, I admitted to God my weaknesses, and he started making me strong. And the power of addiction to drugs and alcohol was broken in my family line because of Jesus. Yes. And I said, no, it stops here. <laughs> and I haven't drank in 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not condemning anyone who do who does have a drink every once in a while. Right. Please, please hear me. I'm not condemning you at all. Okay, that'd be self-righteous. That's right. But I will say, if you have an addictive nature to drugs, alcohol, anything right. like that, you can break away. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it by yourself. That's right. Okay. You have to come to Jesus and you have to ask him for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he'll do that.
0: And the other part is accountability.
1: Absolutely. Have someone there that you can be accountable to. I had so many accountability partners. I mean, I could fill up a phone book, you know, with the, the, the men that were holding me accountable.
0: Well, Jesus, you know, says for us to confess our sins to him, but he mm-hmm. says for us to, to talk and confess to each other so we can be healed.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I... That's
0: two different things. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to bring that up. because um, so that's a, That's that's very important for people to realize, yes, of course, God forgives us of our Mm -hmm. sins, but there's a reason that he says in James for us to confess, you know, to him and to someone else so that we can be healed. And so many people, as you already said, try to do this by themselves and they can't. Yeah. So, so important to have accountability, to have someone that you can trust.
1: It is, you know, and, uh, and, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, like I said, I love my heritage, you know, you know, an Irish, Scots-Irish heritage, you know, it's known for drinking and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, St. Patrick was a saint. I mean, you know, he spent many years in Turkey and and, and hundreds, probably thousands of people came to Christ because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, how drinking got into the, uh, the equation, I have no idea. Um, but you know what? Um, we need to honor St. Patrick, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that manner, you know. And trust me, before I knew Christ, man, I was honoring him with green beer and dancing on the table with my shirt off. Mm-hmm. I mean, i <laughs> will be the first one to admit it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, just admitting your weakness and saying, Christ, I can't do it anymore.
0: That's right.
1: You know, and and he will deliver you from that. I'm telling you, he will.
0: And those of y'all that follow us, you know that we're really big into recovery, and we know that Alcoholics Anonymous helps people. Mm-hmm. Al-Anon helps people who are living with an active alcoholic. Who do- Al-Anon is for people that don't actively drink. Mm-hmm. They don't drink, but they they've been you know they've been under the influence, so to speak, of someone else who does. Yeah. And then of course there's biblical mm-hmm. uh, recovery, which is what we offer through our ministry. And I know that, for instance, you have um, done several things. But one in particular is what is what we do, and you've, you've found even more freedom by um, taking about a year and a half of your life, you know, once you moved here from from where you were in mm-hmm. Dallas, and uh, did this program. Yeah. And that's helped you understand what was going on more so in your family and, and how it affected you. That's right. And you've got a, a great opportunity in the near future to be able to help children who um, live with alcoholic mm-hmm. parents. And that's, that's right. I know that's dear to your heart, especially anything with kids. Oh, you know, We just want to encourage everybody, get the help that's out there. But, but hey, everybody, you know, if you know anything about recovery until you are sick and tired of being mm-hmm. sick and tired, you know. That's right. It's going to be real difficult. You can't do it for anybody but yourself.
1: That's exactly when right. When
0: you hit rock bottom and you're ready to go bottoms up, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to change. And it, it's, it's changed hard. Of course it's hard, but the thing about it is is when you press into God, he does the work for you. Yeah, All you have to do is cooperate and ask him to. Who wants, who doesn't want to quit work? We're telling you now, quit work. Just press into him with a genuine heart, and he will do the work in you. He will right. do it for you. Isn't that amazing how it worked, honey? It is. You just suited up and showed up and did everything that your mentor told you to do mm-hmm. or suggested, as we say, yeah. that you do. Yeah. And a lot of it doesn't make sense, but they're your trusted servant and they're hearing from God is what they believe will help you. And the more you do it, it's a form of seeking, asking, and knocking. God shows up and he does the work.
1: That's right. You know, and and men that I mentor today or have mentored, you know, they'll they'll lay some stories on me and they'll think, you know, I know you probably don't want to mentor (laughs) me because of this. and, And I'll say, well, if you've got a little bit, I said, let me tell you my testimony. You know, what we went over today is just an eighth of, of mm-hmm. what my testimony is. But, you know, I would tell them, you know, listen, man, if you're looking for someone perfect to mentor you, you're coming to the wrong person. Right. I said, I'm a sinner
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm saved by grace. And I said, but I'm more than happy to let, to, to show you what Jesus has done in my life.
0: Right.
1: And he can do the same thing in yours. Mm-hmm. And Jesus continues to work on me every day. I've got a long ways to go, mm-hmm. you know thank goodness I have eternity to work on it. That's right. You know, and then he'll bless you with other things. You know, he blessed me with my wife, um, you know, Teresa. Um, You know, it's wonderful to have a wife, you know, when your wife and husband are accountable to each other as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of the stories that I tell her, I'm sure it blows her head off, you know, because she didn't grow up in that atmosphere, you know. But, you know, uh, um, she loves me anyway. So an ending love, amazing grace, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: is in your marriage too, Mm -hmm. and in your relationships. That's right. If you just allow it to be.
0: Well, and then you fell so head over heels Mm. in love with Christ, Mm -hmm. which is what happens, and that becomes insatiable. Oh yeah. And I will say this: um, I had, yeah, you're right. I I didn't grow up with this. I I I was I grew up. I mean, I don't know why I wasn't born in a church building. I was born in a hospital, but There's that's so how much I was in yeah. a church. But as much church as I have had and studied the Bible all my life, mm-hmm. it is amazing what I have learned from you. It mm. is amazing what you know about in Scripture because once He set you free and saved you, the Word just came alive to you. I mean, and you know so much, honey, of the Word. uh from a lot of people who, again, have been in church their entire life. So once you gave your life to him and he set you free and saved you and got into the word, I mean, he just, it was like he took all these years and just compiled them and and just accelerated you. And and he does that too and reveals things in his word and himself to you. And that was a real blessing to me when we first met, just to see Mm. how it was really amazing knowing that you had not grown up in church how much God has shown you or revealed to you in his word.
1: Well, I that's something to look that.
0: forward to anybody's yeah. hungry and <laughs> thirsting for him. Well, thank you. Huh? So to speak thirsting for him. That's right.
1: Yeah. It's St. Patrick's day thirsting for him.
0: It's a great thirst. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's a, you know, it also takes obedience. I mean, you, uh, you know, to study the scriptures, you know, to have a, a desire to know God, uh, You can't just wake up in the morning and think, well, I'm just going to know all the scriptures and know what the Bible says and what God's trying to tell me, unless you read it. Yeah. So it takes your obedience as well, Mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, when you are obedient, God will excel things, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, because he has a purpose for all of us. He has a purpose for you, the listeners, who are listening right now. And some of you may think, I don't have a purpose. Yes, you do. Your first purpose is to love Jesus first. And then he'll show you what your purpose is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, I just have a burden for people that don't know Jesus. Yes, you, do. you know, I just, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Todd Hamilton again, he said, you know, what he liked about me the most is I just can't understand why everyone doesn't come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I told him one day, I said, well, I used to think I couldn't believe how someone could. Mm. And so God turned my life completely mm. around,
0: mm.
1: completely around to where I just can't understand why somebody wouldn't want to come to Jesus. Right? You know, I mean, I used to think, <laughs> of course, you know, people who were church, Christ followers were just always depressed and sad mm. looking and and yelling on the TV, you know, but that's not the way it is. I mean, living it up while beginning again, that's every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's, what's great is we have a God that forgives us all the time if we ask Him. Mm-hmm. And you got to do over all the time with God. Now, does that, like Paul says, does that allow us to sin? Absolutely not. You, you don't want to sin. But when you do fall short, you got a God that's going to embrace you and say, He loves you anyway. Because he had a son who died for you,
0: mm-hmm. yes, he
1: and because of his son, that's right. He looks at you that you're perfect.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: So you know what? We're going to go ahead and end this podcast today on Saint Patrick's Day. And what a wonderful day! Whether you've been partying this weekend, you got a hangover right now, or just didn't go out and, and and you still have, you know, just, you just don't know Jesus. Man, I encourage you today to give your life to him. And let us know. We want to be praying for you. The first step you need to do is to say the sinner's prayer. Very easy prayer. Actually, it's very easy to give your life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it came at a really hard price you know you watch these movies uh, Passion of the Christ uh, and these other movies about our Lord none of them really exemplifies more than Passion and how he was really beaten so badly that he was unrecognizable to the human eye that he was going to die probably from just bleeding to death but that wasn't the design. The design was he would actually crawl up on a cross and allow these men to nail him to that cross when he could have called a legion of angels
0: mm-hmm.
1: to take him away. He said, no, I love Scott too much.
0: And everybody loves I love Teresa too much. Mm-hmm.
1: And he loves you too much.
0: Yeah.
1: That's our Jesus. That's the guy, as I would say, in Revelation 19, that comes down and just puts his foot on Satan's throat. <laughs> and he goes, that's my son. That's my daughter. Yeah. You get away from him. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to give your life to Jesus today, we'd love for you to have that opportunity. And so if you would, please pray this prayer with us. Know that you're saved And know that Jesus loves you. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord, I know you died on the cross that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, you say my sins are forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Father, today I gave you my heart, my mind, and my soul on this St. Patrick's Day. March 17th, 2015, I am now a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um,
0: it went longer than yeah, normal. Yeah, a little bit longer. Our podcast, when there's a guest, usually does. Yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, we, we we would like to hear from you. Uh, please email us at info dot org or go to our Facebook page, Living It Up Beginning Again. You know, comment, share us, like us. And Help just, us
0: spread the gospel by liking yeah. us on Facebook. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Spread the gospel. Just
1: like it and share it. it go to all of your friends and just, before you know it, thousands of people around the world are reading it. And uh, maybe just something that God has instructed us to say will touch someone's life mm-hmm. for eternity. That's right. I mean, really and truly, this is a, uh, a fun podcast, of course. We want to have good time and don't want to be too heavy. But how important it is to you? How important it is to you that your friends know Jesus?
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. You and really, so, really want them to know. Yeah.
1: And so, share us to, to your friends and um, and comment if you gave your life to Christ. We want to be praying for you. Our, our board of directors would like to pray for you. Our, our prayer partners. Man, we just want to lift you up to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so thank you all so much for listening. This has been a um, a tearjerker um, podcast for me personally. But I tell you, when you say the name Jesus, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. there's nothing more beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, I love you, honey. Love you too, huh? And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we pray that you said something to help yourself. Or somebody else. Sure. And so until we talk to you tomorrow, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Keep living it up.
1: While beginning again.